very good afternoon to you on what is Fellowship Day 265. Another Friday, another round ends to the week and a number that's easy for me to remember. Even though most of the time I forget what day of the week it actually is. But it's Friday, it's day 265. And with a wee bit of unscripted waxing lyrical, I am actually coming to you once again with a audio essay. Uh, an article reading a blog entry from days gone by. This one is actually the one that's it's labelled number five, but it was the one that really launched my leadership blog back in 2018. The first one that I wrote uh, from scratch for the blog, for the website, when I, I set the whole thing up back in 2018. And now that I've had several years with the website up and running, uh, as the blog's grown and other areas of the website have grown, I've been able to look on the back end at how much time anyone is spending on these pages, you know, because I, uh, I, I'm i needy and I want people to be there. Uh, I need that external validation. Help me, hold me. But looking at those pages, I was taken aback that this first blog entry has consistently been one of the most visited pages uh, and certainly the most visited of all the blogs that I've written that are 30 strong at this point. The topic of it, the title of it even, is the Viva Voce exam, Fear of the Unknown. So the, the Viva Voce or Viva, as most people will call it, certainly those of you listening in who are from uh, the academic persuasion perhaps are at the master's, PhD, or levels beyond, will have experienced a Viva. If you're here and you haven't, the Viva is essentially the closing verbal exam of either your, your master's degree project or your PhD thesis. Other parts of the world across the pond, for example, won't call it a Viva, but more commonly, culturally, uh, PhD or thesis defence, it's your chance verbally and conversation with an examiner to defend your work, to articulate, rationalise the decisions that you made, to clearly show that the work is your own, to show that you can reason what's written on paper. It hasn't been copied and pasted from elsewhere. You've been able to think on a first principles basis and build up an argument that has led to the evidence and the data that you've put down on paper. At this point, I'm still fairly early career, but I've, I've had the privilege to run a few such Viva exams as well as having the, the memories of the fear of sitting in on my own Viva exams. Um, in other words, I've been both the student and the examiner at this point. I've also given... The University of Art played the role of convener, which is really to sit and ensure fair play in these exams without taking a formal part in the questioning or discussion. But at this point now, having been the examiner more than I've been the student in Aviva, and certainly at the time that I wrote this essay that I'll read out for you, I keep hesitating on whether or not to call it an essay or a blog. Essay makes it sound fancier, doesn't it? It makes me sound smarter than I am. It makes it sound something beyond a blog. But a, a blog is what it is. Potato, potato. Anyway, ramble over. 
when I wrote this, uh, I I was starting to be more of an examiner for Vivas, but still very much had fresh memories of my own, which at the time of writing the blog was just three years before my PhD thesis Viva was in 2015. My master's Viva was three years before that, but every year of the PhD, you have a sort of practice Viva in between. Now being more on that examiner side, every time I'm discussing a Viva with a student, you can see the eyes widen and a paralysis just take them over. There's an absolute petrifying fear of what is to come. Um, how is it possible that I could ever sit and talk about my science to someone else? I don't know anything. Um, I've blagged my way to being here. Up until this point, they're going to find me out for not knowing anything at all. They're going to think this works rubbish. Uh, all of those imposter feelings come out to play at once when it comes to something as seemingly scary as a viva. So all of that said, this blog was my attempt to reconcile those earlier fears of my own with growing experience on how to help prepare students for their own viva. And yeah, maybe that's that's been the value. Maybe that's why uh, this page has been read more than most. Let's say you're studying for a viva or helping studying someone study for a viva or maybe you're someone listening to this who has never experienced a viva but have to think about interviewing people or preparing for an interview oh, hopefully there's little nuggets of value in here that cover all of those bases but without further ado i hope you enjoy this audio essay on the viva voce exam fear of the unknown a quote the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown from H.P. Lovecraft a horror fiction writer a sunny day in July 2015 I was dressed head to toe in the immaculate discomfort of a suit, standing alone in a disused office in my university. Surrounded by silence, my gaze struggled downwards towards the tips of my feet, but only as far as my choking necktie would allow. In dull sunlight, my black shoes disappeared into the grainy blue carpet as I waded back and forth from wall to wall anxious about what was to come. My hands were in my pockets, my head was on another planet. Through the deep breaths and the wandering thoughts, there was a strong temptation to feel utterly helpless. That was the day of my final PhD exam, the Viva Voce. I needn't have been so scared. So why was I scared at all? We humans have an enduring fear of the unknown. It's stressful, crippling, and demotivating all in one bitter soup. In academia, the Viva Voce examination is a classic source of such anxiety. 
But how can students manage the stress and how can supervisors help students prepare effectively? As a definition, dictionary style viva voce is a noun, a supplementary oral exam, often abbreviated to viva, following upon one or other of the ordinary written examinations, typically a thesis. So during the first two years of my independent academic career, and going further beyond that now, further beyond the experience I had at the time of writing this essay, I've had the opportunity to see PhD Viva exams from the other side. Rather than being the student troubled and uneasy, I've now been a convener, an examiner, and a supervisor to students going through the Viva process. When I've asked students before and sometimes after their exam what they were most nervous about, their wonderfully diverse articulations can be distilled to one commonality. They didn't know what to expect. This fear of the unknown is not new. Worrying about a Viva exam is a specific case of a much bigger problem psychologically. The powerlessness that comes from fearing the unknown is thought to be at the root of several anxiety disorders. And you can read more about that at one of the links I've provided on the written blog. Fear of the unknown isn't all bad in the right setting. It can be entertaining too. The very best horror movie directors all use it. Ridley Scott's 1979 movie Alien is a masterful illustration of how to prey on our subconscious fear of the unknown. When you watch the trailer, you know something is wrong, something is there, but you don't know what or where it is. Out of sight and out of your control, your imagination leads you to the most horrifying conclusions before you ever see any alien. Whilst unknown horrors can be entertaining at the movies, it's not so fun in real life. Fear of the unknown can truly damage some students' ability to give their best performance in exams. Away from the movies and back to the university, mentors can provide valuable support for students worrying about their upcoming Viva exam. The fear of the unknown can be managed and here are three ways in which you can manage that fear of the unknown number one set the scene if you're the supervisor examiner or panelist you will get the student's best self if you set the scene where will the exam be held when will it start who will conduct the exam? Is it a, a private panel or a public lecture? The student preparing for their Viva presentation or interview should understand everything they can about the process and mechanics before the event itself. Let the student know what is in their control. Being part of the decision-making process leads to a greater sense of involvement and control for the student. In her 2015 book, Presence, body language expert Dr. Amy Cuddy explains that being aware 
of the present situation and the accompanying body posture you adopt can have a mesmerising consequence, good or bad, on the confidence and performance in interview-like scenarios. Number two, make it a discussion, not an interrogation. A recent study on the mental health of PhD students in Flanders, Belgium, revealed that PhD students were 3.5 times more likely to lose their self-confidence compared to the general public. The link to that study, again, is available in the written blog. Now, these students don't need any more excuses to lose their nerve, setting aside a student's fear of the unknown with a short and welcoming introduction at the outset of the exam helps them bring their best and most present self to the room. Number three, remind students that they are the expert in the room. The Viva isn't all about students being tested on their knowledge. It's also a chance for them to teach. They are the only person who has worked on their project right at the coalface. No one else has read the literature in the exact same way they have. No one else sees the world through their unique scientific lens. Alas, this is an easy point to forget in the throes of a pre-viva panic. Mentors can help a student gain confidence before a viva by reminding the student that they are the one whose experience has brought new scientific knowledge to the table. There is no one-size-fits-all for managing students' fear of the unknown in exams, but all mentors want their students to do the best they possibly can. So how will you decide to help your students manage their fear of the unknown? Take it easy. Thanks as always for being here, and I'll see you soon for another episode of the Read Indeed podcast. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head over to the website where not only will you find the written blog versions of these podcasts, you'll find my leadership blog series, the daily thought series, and information about my book on managing the imposter phenomenon. We also have even more free resources and webinars linked to the YouTube channel. So head on over to dr-mark-read.com. That's dr-mark with a c-r-e-i-d.com. Thanks again for listening.